difficult, 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 that's how I'm like on dates. I just like walk in. I'm like, hello. And they're like, hi. And I'm like, hello. And they're like, hey. I'm like, how's it? How are you? Hello. <laughs> That's why I don't go on a lot of dates. I wonder wonder what's happening in the <laughs> with still being single. Lack of lack of social abilities now due to COVID. More than oh, ever. Oh God. More than ever. Well, that's that's Katie. Well, I'm Kate. See, I'm not even good at introducing myself. I say hello. <laughs> and I can't even introduce myself. I'm Katie. I am Marie. And this is the Difficult Women Podcast. We're very difficult to talk to, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) We're difficult. (laughs) How are you? You're you're all you're bundled up already for fall. And you can't see her, folks, but she's she's bundled up in a nice, beautiful uh what color is that? Chartreuse. Fuchsia. Chartreuse. That's right. Chartreuse. Mm -hmm. Um, in a little blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was naked. <laughs> no, she, I'm not She naked. had something. No. Yeah. She so was something under the... And I'm rocking tie-dye because that's 2020. We're bringing it back everything's, to the, we're, everything's new again. Yes. It's just like new. Yep. How are you doing? I am doing well. Um, lots of lots of things going on. So many things. Uh, I guess we should just like I think rip we'd the band to, off yeah, I feel and like just we are tell people beating around the bush. Yep. No. Okay. So yes, I am making the announcement. You can hear it first really here on Difficult Women because I haven't really talked much about it, but I am leaving New York City. I'm packing up the the old Mazda and driving it down to Nashville, Tennessee to move into my friend's basement. Living the dream. Living the dream. I mean, (laughs) God, Uh, I hope I don't regret this. You won't. It's still good. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, could be. I actually may be back in November in New York f- for Thanksgiving, but that's a whole who knows. But but the real thing is, I've lived in my apartment for 15 years. My roommate moved out in July. Uh, haven't been able to find a new roommate. Slash, don't want a new roommate. Would like to live alone because I'm that age that I deserve to live alone and not have to have a roommate. So I can't afford my apartment. And instead of moving into a new place uh, in New York, I have made the the very hard decision, but also I feel right decision to go to Nashville so I can be closer to my family. Um, as you all know, my dad has Alzheimer's, so I'm very excited to be not excited. <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I'm happy that I can yes. be around yes. my family to help out, and also, I mean, just you know, just something new just to be in a different town. And I don't know, we're still going to continue the band. Yes. Somebody was like, oh, the band's retiring. I'm like, oh no, the band is taking it to the next level. My friends, <laughs> we, can just, we can do all sorts of things. We can travel I, yeah. around. You know, I, it's funny too, with the, the moving, it's like, it is, it is been, I think a good transition moment for a lot of people. So I think that the timing mm-hmm. is good for this. I mean, I also am moving, which is totally random, but I'm moving a block away from my current house. It's so so <laughs> exciting though. What a beautiful place you found. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I found a little place, uh, one bedroom also moving, moving back in with myself, moving back into my, in, in myself. <laughs> what is that? Is that <laughs> oh, you're going to get up you in yourself. I'm going to get up in there. Um, <laughs> But you've lived alone before. Yes, twice, I have. Twice before. Yep. So it's like not, it's kind of old hat for me. Yeah. But um, do you like living alone or like roommates? You know, I, I do like living alone. Uh, I'm an introvert, but I've had roommates the last two years, which is sort of a, a happenstance. It was very lucky. And I've been very lucky to have really amazing roommates. We lived a little bit like a college dorm for the last two years, but that's kind of fun. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> It was good. I'm not mad about it. And I will definitely miss them. I am a little anxious about um, being lonely. Mm-hmm. And with the COVID situation, if the if there's another peak in New York or whatever, and we have to stay inside again, uh, I'm going to have to find a pod, a pod of people that are Girl, also lonely. You know, I'm going to come, I'll drive up here. I'll come, you know, hop in the hatchback. <laughs> Not have to lock you in the basement until you for two weeks and then you can be released. That's true. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. What a wild, 
Yeah. I mean, so I've been reading, you know, people have been making these big declarations of why they're leaving New York City and New York strong and you losers who would leave. Yeah. And I mean, and it's like, I was going to say, a real thing. there's been a lot it's of like pushback for people to against people that are leaving. But I think that that's dumb. <laughs> like, I think that there's a good reason why some people have left. And um, why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. People leave all the time. People come all the time. People leave all the time. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you the thing that makes me the saddest, though, for leaving is that um, I did get I can't remember who emailed me, but I feel like it was an elected official oh. <laughs> or, or or a chef. I don't. I can't. It's either one. But somebody famous. I got an email saying, like, now's the time to return to New York. If you've left New York to quarantine elsewhere, now is the time more than ever to come back to the city you love, to support the city you love with your money. By, you know, supporting local mom and pop restaurants, stores, just all the above. And I and I do truly believe that. And and that's what makes me sad that like, you know, I'm not able to um reinvest in this the this greatest city in the world where, you know, things are different, obviously, because of COVID. And it's so many places are not going to be able to open up again. Mm -hmm. And I do have the full belief that it's going to, everything is going to be even better, you know? And it's sad to not be here to witness that. And it's also going to be sad not to be a part, a part of, you know, the ground floor. Cause also, I mean, one of my friends who's a Broadway guy, he was like, um, it's it's just this, such a shame that you're leaving because, you know, finally we're going to get in there and finally we're going to get those parts, you know, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, maybe that's true. But, you know, also I, I have to do what's right for my mental health. And and that's what uh, that's mainly the biggest reason why I am going and and, you know, other things, too. But it really I, is yeah. to be closer. To I family, also do so. feel like for the entertainment industry and also other kind of business models that have been predominantly in towns like LA and New York and bigger cities. I really feel like what we've learned from the pandemic is that you can work remotely and you mm -hmm. can have your big career and not necessarily have to be in one of these big cities. So I do think that regardless of, I do think the city's, this, our city is going to come back and it's going to be better than ever and all the things. I do believe that. But I also believe that there's going to be all these parts of America that are going to be better than ever too. And there's a lot of people moving in to new area, you know what I mean? Like a lot of liberal people mm -hmm. moving into more conservative towns, which I'm sure some conservative people might be upset about. But I think overall, it's a good thing for everybody because then everybody gets more exposed to new things, you know, mm -hmm. across the mm -hmm. board. And one thing I'm kind of excited for you is in, after this last election or this coming election, there'll be another election in two years and you're going to get to vote in Tennessee. Mm hmm. And that's mm -hmm. huge. If I'm still in the country, if you you're know. still in the country, right? If we haven't, if our, if <laughs> our that's a whole other thing well, too. Also if our democracy <laughs> hasn't totally crumbled into nothing, yeah. then like sure. But I'm just I, saying that if you do stay, <laughs> yes, you know, yes, that's yes. kind of one of the things I think that's really, really great about people leaving like some of the bigger hubs is that mm -hmm. you know we can spread awareness right. to other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. Well, I was talking to my mom this morning, and um, I actually went to my first protest last night, and it really did make me honestly what people are doing in New York I mean in all the big cities but especially in New York I feel just because I've lived here for 15 years but being amongst like the people at this protest and, and their incredible activism it did make me sad as I walked away on my way home that like I have to make sure to hold myself accountable to stay as active as possible in Nashville. Yeah, I think and more than ever, even more than ever, because we do have a big prominent activist group here. So, right. of course, right. we, they can always have more people, but it's in places where it doesn't it's not as big of a group mm -hmm. that you can really mm -hmm. participate. And it's a good way to meet people and stuff, too, by the way, just as like a, <laughs> it's a moving thing. Well, yeah. La yeah. Last night I, I was looking, checking out the crowd. That's so awful. Oh, you There's know, some really single. cute boys. Oh, yeah. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I do. You can hold me accountable. The whole all of our listeners can hold me accountable. But I think that that's really that's going to be very important to find um, a good a good community of activists. Um, in Nashville that I know of, there's actually like a really young group of activists. Um, I wonder if they'd like this grandma up in that group, but <laughs> I'm sure they'd take anybody. <laughs> right. So it would, I don't know, but I'm excited. I mean, 
it's also just sad. It's like such an end of an era in this apartment. Yeah. So a little, um, this is not normal, I think, for New Yorkers to actually live in the, the same place for the entire time. I've been here 15 and a half years, same apartment. And I have had, I was trying to count, it's something like 16 different roommates in the yeah, 15 so years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But the, the worst roommate I ever had was this woman named Ngozi. And before she, uh, she was a sublet. And so she was here for six weeks. Um, she was so bad. She had torn her ACL. And she had told me that she was going to be having ACL surgery when I met her. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. But I really should have because I live on a five floor walk up. Well, and she should have thought of it. If she knew where yeah. she lived. I mean, what? Well, so what that meant is that literally she moved in, had her surgery, and then did not leave my apartment for six weeks. She stayed on the couch the entire time. She watched, she was rewatching Lost, which that's great. That's fine. Very small apartment. So one person who is a stranger, but the worst part of it, that would be fine. The worst part though, is that she made keys to all of her friends. Oh, Right. That's terrible. And so then <laughs> I would be here with her on the couch and all of a sudden Cynthia would come over or Claire would pop by or Ger- Gerard or what it was it there was it was like a, a fucking swinging door so many strangers up in my house and they would stay up till all hours of the night and I would come out and then I was the bad guy but I was like this is my house. Yeah. And then the last day that she moved out, this was crazy. So I was working at Tribeca Grill. She shows up in a nightgown, just a comp- no underwear or anything, just a nightgown <laughs> and like sandals. Um, sh- they're like, oh, Marie, there's somebody at the front desk for you. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I go down. I see this woman in her nightgown. I was like, what's going on, Ngozi? She's like, I got locked out. And this is her moving day. So I was like moving, you know, mountains to get her out yeah, of there. Like, so yeah, I, I like- gave her, <laughs> I gave her my keys. Um, and then she said that she was going to give them to my neighbor. I mean, that part worked out. But when I came home from work, I was working a double. Um, I came home and she was gone. And I was so excited that she was gone. And then all of a sudden in the corner, I noticed she had left some shit. So I was so angry and, and I grabbed the shit and I take it outside. And I, and, um, right when I put it down in the hallway, I hear the door and I had set it on an automatic lock because she was leaving. (laughs) I found myself locked out as well. Oh God. Two in the morning after working a 15 hour shift at fucking. That's awful. How'd you get back in? Oh, I climbed the ladder. (laughs) Remember the story? (laughs) I climbed the ladder in my apartment building up to the roof, the one roof. I jumped, Mm. I dangled from, so it's not like I'm jumping from like roof to roof, but I am, but there's no like separation between the buildings. They are attached, but one is like, I mean, it was probably like one and a half stories. Yeah. And I don't fucking, try this at home, kids. It's like, not, I, not, I hope her mom's yeah. not listening to this episode. <laughs> I know. She's like, what did you do? But uh, I dangled myself down. Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> dropped down onto the roof, hoping, wishing, praying that my window I had left unlocked. And I go and I'm like, oh, fuck, the window's locked. So then I think I'm going to crawl across no. like this. Like, no, <laughs> no, you can't. I look at that and I'm like, well, if I do that, I'm going to die. So then then all of a sudden I noticed that there's some some roofers had left like some tools. So I was able to jam it under the window and pull it up that way. And then I just sat in my apartment and cried. That's I mean, luckily, I know what window you're talking about. And that window was clearly not easily accessible because you jumped from a <laughs> roof to get to it. But man, I guess if you want to break into a place bad enough, you can. And you did. And you good. And you, I did. And you I succeeded got and, you, and you survived to tell the tale. I love that. Yep. That's, yep. Yeah. I never had like uh, bad roommates because I never had that. I had roommates in college. Well, I had a couple of bad roommates in college, but there was whatever, regular college stuff. But I had a, I had a, I remember I lived in that place, my first place I lived alone. And I like, when they rented it to me, it was really cheap for a one bedroom. And when they rented it to me, they were like, this is Williamsburg. And I was like, this doesn't look like Williamsburg. 
Like, no, it's this is Williamsburg. This is like the edge of Williamsburg. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, are you sure? They're like, yep. So then I like sign the lease and everything and I move in. And it turns out my neighbor, like the my neighbor on my floor is like the head drug dealer of the entire neighborhood. And Oops. there are like people just like on so many drugs coming in and out of the building all day long. Uh, she came over like the day I moved in and she was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like so freaked out. And when I moved in, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod or not, but when I moved in, I got movers. Uh, these like really, t- they were cheap also. And they were very scary looking guys. And they did not speak to me like the whole move. And then I was, I remember we packed up their van. And then I was like, I'm going to get in a car with these people. And they're going to drive me somewhere. And I'm hoping it's my new apartment. <laughs> but like, I don't oh, know. It was so, it was, so I was trying to be like really nice to them in the car to be like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And they unpacked everything in from the van into my new apartment. I'm paying the guy in cash, like everything that I had, you know, for the moving. And he's about to leave and he turns back and he's like, listen, I can't in good conscience leave you here in this apartment. (laughs) So I will pack everything back up, back into my van and drive you back into Manhattan because I I don't feel comfortable leaving you here. And I was like, ah, I was like, I already signed the lease. He's like, all right, well, it's your funeral. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Jesus. So it was like a rough couple. Yeah. And this, this other like, you know, hipstery couple moved in like six months later. And I was like, oh, okay, here's like a non-drug addict that's living in the building. Great. And um, they moved all their stuff in. They left for dinner. And uh, while they were gone, someone had broken into their apartment and stole all their stuff. Oh. <laughs> so I saw like them with the police were like, they were doing the report. And I told them, I was like, you're still going to stay though, right? And they were like, no, we're leaving. I was like, oh. oh. So that was But it. then you found, when did you find Leroy? Oh, that was around that same time. I like came home <laughs> drunk from something and there was a cat that had been wandering around the uh, apartment for a couple of days. I would like give him a little bit of food and he was like hanging around my door as one does. If you leave food for someone or a cat, <laughs> that's <where it laughs> and so then I um came home kind of drunk and I like was just like all right you're coming with me buddy and I like brought him into the house and I knew in that moment I was like well Leroy is a cat by yeah the way. yeah I wasn't my my, oh my, my ex husband my ex husband <laughs> Leroy he would just hang around the, no <laughs> yeah he's a giant cat giant huge cat. the giant. biggest the biggest so big. And he would, I'll never forget that that first night was the best night we ever had together. Isn't that how it always is? But he, um, (laughs) (laughs) but he, um, he got into bed with me. Like, I didn't know this cat, you know what I mean? It was like new. And he was so happy to be inside and he jumped into bed with me. And then when we fell asleep, I like, he slept in like in front of me. And then I slept with my arm around him like a teddy bear for the whole night. He didn't leave at all the whole night. And then it was like, from that moment on, he was like, this is my house, bitch. And then he started to like take over. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He was the biggest cat I've ever seen. We got into a lot of fights, but it was fine. I miss him. Yeah. The only time I ever slept over at your place, because that was the only I, time we wanted first, to. <laughs> when we first started the band, we thought that we had to sleep at each other's houses to like make our yeah. flights yeah. the next day, like we're in middle school or something. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> so, but I did. I slept our first time on tour. I spent the night at your place. We were so excited. And Leroy, just the entire night, just like kept head ramming me. Well, he was like sleeping and, on your head and he was yeah. so loud. I mean, that's when he purred, it was like. Like it was so loud. <laughs> and I remember you being first, you're like, what's that sound? I was like, oh, that's the cat. And you were like, oh. And then he like, I think he came over and just sat right on your yeah, head. And you were like, sat um, on my head. I'm like, don't worry, it's uh-huh. fine. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> yep. And he made an appearance in our slut video that went viral. So millions oh, yeah. of people have seen your cat. Yeah, if you if you don't remember what he looks like, he's very <laughs> he's at his prime Leroy in that video, just like very unhappy to be held, <laughs> which is about right. <laughs> Well, I found my cat, uh, not to, not to make this a cat. I mean, why not? Now. <laughs> city cats. A city cats. But a friend of mine called and said, Marie, I found a five day old kitten. Do you want her? And I was like, uh, no, I, I don't like cats. I've never had a cat. I don't like, like um, the only time I've ever, as a kid, I was around a cat. I tried to pet one and it bit through my finger oh, God. and I almost had to get stitches. So I always hated cats until Olive, which I still hate yeah, cats. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> But my friend called from Queens, from Astoria, and said he found this five-day-old cat in the car engine, deep buried up in a car engine. And 
she had a little oil all over her and he cleaned her all up and he started sending me pictures of this five day old kitten. And I was living with a, a roommate, my, one of my best friends, Dana. And she was like, Oh, let's get a cat. Let's get her. Let's get her. And so, uh, I was like, I was going through a breakup. So I yep. thought I was too. That's the, that's the danger. Fuck, that's that's the danger. Be careful when you're Jesus. So I drove, I, you know, I took cab up to Astoria, put, got this thing in a box, brought it back down. And I think 12, 13 years later, I still have this dang cat. <laughs> but now I'm like, so she's, I mean, you think of New York city cats. My cat has never left this apartment since she was five days old. She's been to the vet three or four times, not that many times. Cause she knock on wood, hasn't been sick. But like, what is, I, she's going to you know, freak out. I never even think about that. <laughs> she's going to be like, yeah. where am I? My mom was like, you need to get her some Valium. I was like, I need some Valium. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need it more than <laughs> she does. We, can we all just. Oh God. Well, I stayed in your house recently. I forgot. Oh, you were house sitting. So then I was house sitting for you. <laughs> this is like just a few weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I got this. No problem. I know Olive, whatever. I walk in and Olive, I'm after work show up and she is like ready to murder me immediately. She's just like, what are you doing Sounds... here? I'm like, I'm here to feed you. And she's like, mm, okay. And I watched some TV. And then as I'm heading to go to bed, she <laughs> just is like no I don't want you here anymore like go home I'm like no I have to stay and so I walked into your room to like drop something off and then she would not let me out of your room like she was like blocking like hissing at me so I had to leave the lights on all night because I couldn't in the living room because I couldn't go back to turn them off I was like I'm scared I closed the door that sounds like my baby yeah you little baby my little Satan (laughs) I but yeah I don't know I don't know how she's gonna I don't know. But so, yeah, I moved into my friend's house in Donaldson, Tennessee, actually. It's 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 a part of Nashville. But it, I guess if you were to send me a postcard, it would be Donaldson, Tennessee. Okay. But uh, my friend, yeah, my friend um, has a big like not a farm, but it is a huge garden. So look forward to Ooh. that. And then she has four chickens. Oh, what are their names? So, uh, they're the Golden Girls. Oh, I love it. Names, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, at first I was, uh, you know, do I let, can Olive like play in the backyard? Oh God, no. Yeah. That's <laughs> I feel a like no, the chicken's leader. That's a no. She's a tough yeah. cookie, but she's also quite kind of small. Yeah. I, I don't know. She might I eat the like chickens. Could, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to keep her inside. I think she's an indoor cat, but I would be curious because she's never been outside. She, I've never seen her put her paws on grass. I don't think she ever has put her paws on grass. You, right. You've Good known point. her her whole life, basically. Yeah. I mean, uh, those five days before I met her, who knows, you know? Just tromping around in the grass right, right, out, of, <laughs> right out of the womb. <laughs> just like most babies, just rolling around in grass. <laughs> where's her mom? Oh, Where's her mom? Yeah. I don't know. She had to. She, she had, had to splitsies. <laughs> Yeah, you know, keep them there. Keep them warm. Uh, yeah. too bad. So anyway, we've gone to a weird point. So far. Are you going to get chickens? You should get chickens. Well, you'll find out if you want to get chickens or not when you stay yeah, with the chickens. I would love chickens. I really would. My roommate, but, um, who's going to, so there's four of us here. We're all leaving this apartment to go somewhere else. And one of my roommates, uh, she's going to stay in Brooklyn, but she really wants chickens. And I think you can have two chickens in New York. You can't have roosters. In- you can have hens. Really? Yeah. On on a roof? No, like or in your, just she, like well, your she's bathroom. Gonna, she's looking for a backyard. Oh, okay. Which which they do have in New York sometimes, you guys. Sometimes <laughs> you can find a backyard and she's she's I think she'll find one. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want fresh eggs. I think yeah. that would be really fun. They're so good. Um, I'm going to foster a dog. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I just say one thing about chickens just in case anybody is thinking about getting chickens? I just want them to know <laughs> that if you get, you can't just get one chicken. You have to get two because they get very lonely. Oh. So that's just a side note about chickens. Also, chickens like to watch TV. And also, one time you can teach a chicken how to play tic-tac-toe, but it's kind of a trick. Okay, that's, that's also there was a chicken. I heard another chicken fact. There's also the chicken that they cut his head off and he like lived for like a, two years or something. And then they took him around to like fairs to be like, look at this chicken still alive. And uh, the reason he died wasn't because he was missing a head. He died because they would feed him with a dropper and then he choked on his little food one oh. day. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, that's with no head. Yeah. Because they had to do an eyedropper into his neck. <laughs> so bad. So those you know, are my chicken facts. I have, a, I really like chicken facts. <laughs> I remember this this story because we started writing a song about it. 
Oh yeah, I think we probably did. I, I, think I, was, or, I used to talk about maybe. it a lot. <laughs> You used to talk about it a lot. And then I was like, oh, it'd be so funny to write a story song about the chicken who lost his head and then toured around and played tic-tac-toe, but then died by like choking on a droplet. I mean, I I started writing it and it didn't really um, flow. It wasn't as relatable. It wasn't as relatable as we thought it would be. Oh, good. Most of my songs are like about a chicken with no head. I mean, vasectomy is basically that. Your cock is missing something. Your co- cock's been cut. <laughs> we got we got there. We could have written cock's been cut, but we wrote vasectomy instead. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, the exciting thing is that we're gonna power through and and work remotely and hopefully in person some as well. Yeah. But with our third album, yeah. possibly recording it in Nashville for sure. And so that none of those plans have been. Uh, they're still on track the same way that they've always been. So that's exciting. Yes. And, it's not, album, and we've baby. known you were, it's not like you're, I'm not hearing this for the first time that you're leaving. Can you imagine <laughs> if you were like, so on this episode, I'm going to break it to Kate oh, that I'm God, leaving. Then I'm like, leaving. Oh, God. No, we've had this conversation for months now. Yeah. And, and I'm excited yeah. for you. You know, I think in some ways it's like, it's, I don't know. I really love the idea of um, changing things up sometimes, you know, and having that change. And then uh, like I've said, I have another friend that's leaving the city too. And it's like, you can always come back. We're here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I'll be um, saving so much money on rent, I do have You're just going to fly me in, right? Is that every every week? Every weekend you'll fly me in. Fly you in. (laughs) No problem. Um, No, but like I'll have extra money to come up and like sublet because there are tons of sublets available at a very discounted rate here in the city. The thing that makes me so angry, though, is that... um, I hate that New York's like pricing me out, but because I have been on the subsidized housing lottery mm. for six years. And if you're not familiar with that is, is that like every new building uh, being put up in the city, they have to have a certain percentage of a lower income um, uh, family or single person or whatever to in each building. And that's how they kind of justify just plopping up all these huge apartment buildings everywhere and then charging them tons of money. They're like, Oh, but look like 7% are poor people. So yeah, (laughs) kind of fucked up. It's really fucked up. But as one of the poor people who have been trying to get into one of those apartments forever, it kind of, I I still, I was like holding out to the very end that I would finally get chosen because it really is a lottery. And after six years, I still, I was never, I got really close, but I just never, I never got one of those sweet ass buildings. Yeah, I will say those buildings, though, you know, you're not allowed to use like the front door or something. They make. Oh, if you're the. If you're like, they make you like, you're not allowed to use some of the amenities and then you have to like sneak in through the back or something really fucked up. I don't think they're allowed to do that. But that remember, there was a whole big thing where someone. I do remember. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe you'll still get it, but. I mean, I'm still going to be on the, uh, yes. No, it's great. The, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I walk, I'll walk in through the basement. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just crawl through this tunnel and up, it's shimmy fine. on up this thing. And it's then fine. whatever. It's just like a tiny little room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about right. I'm very much looking forward to space. That should be great. But also, I mean, New York right now is, is fall and it's, it's my favorite time of year here. Yeah. So no. Yeah. It is I'm lovely. going fucking apple picking on Sunday. Oh, see, you're just living it up. You're doing Jesus it all. Jesus Christ. That'd yeah. be great. You're going to meet meet some new spiders. There's so <laughs> many spiders in apple picking. I don't mind. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you about the spider picking. They should call it spider picking and you might find an apple, but there's so many spiders. I don't mind it, but some people don't like it and they don't they don't expect the spiders. So I'm just mm. I'm just here to warn people. So, I've lived in this apartment this is the only place I've ever lived living in New York. Oh, How yeah. many places have you lived? Oh God. Not including my dorms. Cause I had was I moved every year in college mm-hmm. from a new little place to another place. Dorm places, but still. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, and this will be eight. Oh I lived in eight different apartments. <laughs> I move almost every year practically. What? It's a lot. It's not, I don't, it's not advisable, but it's a lot. And what have you been doing with your things? Oh, you just move them. You just move, <laughs> you put them in boxes and then you. I'm like, burn it and then start yeah. again every time. No, I've like, I was thinking about like my stuff and like, I have like furniture from 
like every apartment. I mean, I have furniture that I've had since the beginning. There's stuff I own that I've just had the whole time. I also, Mm -hmm. though, used to sleep on a futon for a very long time, (laughs) for too long. Too long did I sleep on a futon. So when I, I was gifted a mattress once and then that's the same mattress I will have until I die probably but it's it's like it's my prized possession so that's like the most and then I lost the box spring on my last move because well I don't know if people know this story either but I when I maybe I shouldn't announce this so publicly but I will I uh lived in this area called Greenpoint which is like a Polish neighborhood and uh the reason I was able to get the apartment that I got for the price that I got it at was when I walked into the real estate place I was like Jin dobry nam je Katie and they were I was like I'm Polish and they were like oh you're Polish I was like I'm Polish and then they're like great you here's your apartment I was like amazing so like I basically was able to get this place but the side the the, the caveat to that was that I basically lived in the attic of this old Polish lady's house that was strangely built, very strangely built. And I couldn't get my my uh, my box spring up the stairs. That's such a New York thing, too, to be like, well, we're going to throw yeah, the box spring it. away now. That's it. Yeah. So I haven't had a box spring in years. That was a crazy apartment because it was really cool, but it was so tiny. But then you had this huge deck. Yeah. And it didn't have a kitchen. It had a it had a refrigerator. It had a refrigerator. I bought a hot plate and I had a toaster oven. And I used to joke, and it's true, I could make any meal for you, but only small. (laughs) Like like I could get like I could totally bake like a Cornish game hen for Thanksgiving, but I could only make one. And then you know that would be it. Um, and I only had one sink, which was the bathroom sink, which was a tiny little sink and like trying to wash pots. Like I'd have to wash things in the shower. It was awful. That was awful. Oh. But I called it my little treehouse. It felt like a treehouse. And then what happened to the treehouse? Oh, it was in, totally infected with mold and I, it, would kill, it tried to kill me. <laughs> That's what I get for trying to pretend to be Polish, I guess. Don't, don't pretend like you're something you're not, you guys. That's the moral of the story. Just be yourself. <laughs> oh, well, in this apartment... The day that my boyfriend moved out, ex-boyfriend, long, long time ex-boyfriend. He's now married with a child. It's wonderful. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the day he moved out, you know, I'm so sad, but also excited about the future, but so sad. And my first night alone in the apartment, I know I have a new roommate coming in in a couple weeks, but I have my time to just like spend in this place. I get in bed and I'm crying. And all of a sudden I hear two raccoons in my wall (laughs) fucking you're like rubbing it in guys i'm just rubbing rubbing it in in that somebody's having sex but it was the it sounded like satan was coming out of my wall the screeching the clawing the the howling i mean i it scared the shit out of me and olive poor little baby olive was freaking out too um and then we could see uh that you know, in uh, through the window, like the raccoons were, they were clearly raccoons. And then, cause I had that trellis that was oh, out and yeah. they, that's how they would cross. And then there was a hole in the front of the building that they would burrow into and they had babies. I heard the full family. And then one day I came home and the trellis had fallen five floors and smashed into the street. And there were police and there were police, there was police tape um, and I was like, what about the raccoon family? <laughs> They're fine. They're in there. <laughs> but yeah, but, the, but luckily, uh, truthfully, the raccoons had gone out f- for lunch or something. Oh, I don't for know lunch. what. But they, <laughs> weren't. they went to Applebee's. <laughs> They're fine. They went to- <laughs> but you know, also though, just as a little callback, isn't that the trellis you thought about walking across to yep, try to yep, break yep, into your yep, apartment? Yep, yep. You would have just fallen to I would have died. But Jesus yep. loves the horrors. They don't, he doesn't. Let anything bad happen. He won't let anything bad happen to you, Marie. Oh, God. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Uh, well, I remember, like, I've always been jealous of your apartment. Mm. Because it's like, here's another thing you don't get in New York all the time. Just a square mm-hmm. room. Just a room oh, that's not yeah. a weird shape. And, you're, yeah. and your apartment is just full of normal shaped rooms, which is just <laughs> so appealing to me. I really, I was very jealous of that. Yes. Well, this place has been really, I mean, it's been my home. It's been so wonderful to like go on tour and then always know that I had my home to come back to. Um, about uh, after 11 years of living here, so I've lived here five, 15 and a half. At, at year 11, I thought this place was rent stabilized. I come home and there's a note on the door saying that they were going to raise the rent $1,000 a month. 
That's crazy. Which was like, I think illegal. So I was like, no, they can't do that. So I started to try to get, um, thanks to the Actors Fund, you can call and get um, a lawyer pro bono. And so they helped me get in touch with somebody about renter's rights. And they were saying that technically um, they can't do it percentage wise, but they can because it's not, it isn't a rent stabilized place. I mean, it was all very confusing, but also they were like, we can proceed and take them to court. I mean, there's so many renters laws here in the city that you will probably win, but I just really, I didn't want to go to court. I just didn't want to pay, you know, that much more money a yeah. month because I can't afford it. So I said, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no, thanks. Do that. Thanks for no, the offer. Thanks, but no. thanks. But then everybody in my building moved out except me on the very top floor. Um, and I, I just started paying $500 more a month uh, with my roommate's help. Um, and they didn't really say anything. Um, but I did come. I had been at work all day. And I came home. And the full staircase was missing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh. Um, and, I, and I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, hello. I don't know if it's better if you were in the apartment or not in the apartment. I for know. That. I that's worse. But I kid you not, the workers said, just circle back in like two hours. We'll have it back up. <laughs> Jiffy, Jiffy split. That's what you want to hear about this staircase that leads up to your... My, my little piece of heaven. Well, and then but, the other thing they did was that they, because you wouldn't leave, and so they were renovating all the other apartments. And then didn't they, like, <laughs> renovate all the floors except, like, the paint just, like, stopped at your floor? Yeah. like the, <laughs> And, like, the like, carpeting or whatever just, like, just... Yep. Even if they redid the stairs, it was, like, then they put the old carpeting back and on I just to be, like, no. <laughs> and they didn't put heat in my place. Like, my oh, heat stopped God, working, right. and then I didn't have heat forever. That's bad. It, that was crazy. That really... Like, I'd wake up and I'd see my breath it would snow in my bathroom oh, because right. I have a skylight and it would I mean it still rains a little bit in there I think it's a it's like a it's rain charming it's like a rainforest it's, it's like the rainforest it's, cafe it's like that's not what got people would like pay a lot of money for that right but I feel like my story about my apartment and your stories about your apartments it's I mean that is just a New York yeah it is so New York oh here I have a New York story that just happened the other day and like these are the reasons why and not it, these are just the things that can be so cool about it and I don't know if I told you this or not or if I said this on the podcast or not I'm gonna say it again and stop me if you heard this one but um just a few <laughs> just a few days ago the, so my current apartment it's very lovely on the inside my roommates did a really nice job of like putting it together but um we only have one window in the entire apartment. The entire and so like the bedrooms are very dark. And stuff. It's just, you know, whatever you live with it. Um, and then the window looks on to the garbage. <laughs> so it's like not ideal. And there's like jail cell, like metal yes. rods. And, th and two things uh, about that one, thank God, because then people don't break in. But two, mm -hmm. when I first moved in, I was like, Oh, like, how do you get out though? And she was like, what? And I'm like, if there's a fire, like, how do we oh. get out? And we looked at the lock and it was like totally like um, rusted over. Corroded, and yeah. I was like, we got to get another lock because it's oh, like, no. if there's like a fire and we're like trapped in. You're like, we could leave, but we can't because we're like locked. Oh, anyway, it's terrifying. That's, so you Very Titanic. <laughs> also think of even so Titanic, right? That's not how I want to go. <laughs> I just no. to say that. But anyway, here's a better story. A nice story. So we look over the garbage and we're sitting in our apartment <laughs> together and we're like looking toward the garbage and there's all these like people hanging out by the garbage. And one guy in particular is just staring at the wall, like kind of like kind of like horror movie style. And we're like, what mm -hmm. is happening out there? Is it like a seance or like what is going on? And then they start noticing us looking at them and we're like, oh, God. So we're kind of staring at each other for a while. And we're like, well, that's weird. Um, and I was like, I think they're like hanging out out there. Like, I don't know what's happening, but. Anyway, we carry on with our evening. I go into my room to like do a little bit more work and I look through, I can look through my door into to see the window and I see one of the guys standing at the window and he like knocks on the window. He's like, da, da, da. and I'm like, oh God, what is happening? And he starts going like, come here, come here, like a come here motion. So I do finally go up to the window. And sometimes you just ignore people like that in New York, but I was like, mm -hmm. oh, come on. So I go to the window and he's wearing this like really nice, like button down shirt and like khakis, which is not normal for my neighborhood, nor is it normal mm -hmm. for someone standing by the garbage so I was like what is this <laughs> I opened the window and the guy's like hey my girlfriend's friend 
uh, raises oysters. And we just got a ton of like freshly caught oysters from like today on ice. But we had to take them off ice to eat them. Um, and we have so many we don't want anymore. Like, do you want to come on out and have some oysters with us? We were like, yeah. So we so we ate oysters in the gar- by the garbage. And they were, they were amazing. <laughs> And I learned how to, sh- he showed me how to shuck oysters. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think you've forgotten that I worked at Island Oyster. Oh, right. So you know all about Governor's Island. shucking an oyster. Have you, did you learn how to shuck an oyster? Yeah, because the fucking shucker didn't show up. Oh. Say that twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucking shucker didn't show up. <laughs> so, so I'm going to use that one for my, my pre-acting hormones. The fucking Your fucker warm. didn't show up. The fucking fucker didn't show up. <laughs> Yeah, that was the worst job. God, um, but it's yeah. it's nice to learn how to do it. But that and the reason I had to learn how to do it was because the guy that had invited us invited us out as he's shucking oysters for us, he like slipped and cut his hand <gasps> open. And I was oh, like, no. now I feel guilty. So I was like shucking them for everybody else. <laughs> but it was good. I, was I like, mean, it's very dangerous. It's really scary. Shucking oysters. It's really yeah. scary. But it's yeah. But I'm glad to kind of know. Pop it. Yeah. If you can pop it, pop it up, drop it, and lock it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so good. Speaking of jobs, what's the craziest job you've ever had in New York City? I've had so many insane jobs. I know. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can't even choose one. But the craziest job situation was that one where I, uh, I, I was trying to work from home. Like I was trying to oh, find yeah. us work from home. And <laughs> I saw this job. thing. Yeah. I saw this thing. And this is before, you know, people were working from home, really. Um, and I found this uh, job that was like a muzzle maker. <laughs> way in Bay Ridge, like way down. Like if everyone's seen the movie Staying Alive or I mean, uh, Saturday Night Fever, it's like where they live, like way down into like Brooklyn. <laughs> and I like took like six buses and five trains and like I rode a donkey to get there and like got into this pet shop. And I was, I wanted this job so badly because it was like, I was like, I can sew, I can make these muzzles like from home. This is great. So I had to like talk. He was not convinced, but I talked him into it. Um, apparently the person that had made them before was this like old lady who died <laughs> and then he like needed to replace her. And he was like, yeah, she, um, she could make, uh, a hundred muzzles an hour. And what? she was able to like do them sort of in a chain. And he's like, but I don't know how. And I was like, I'll figure it out. I was like, I'm sure I'll figure it out. So he sent, he gave me one that she had made and stuff. And I was like, I got this. I could do this. And it was 60 cents a muzzle. So she was making like $60 <laughs> an hour, which was like amazing. So that I took all this shit home. And then and I had a roommate at the time and I just start sewing thinking like, this will be fine. And of course it's like, oh, I'm, it's taking me a little longer, but once I get the hang of it, it'll be fine. Like fast forward three days, I had made 80 muzzles in three days, like 72 hours of like straight sewing. My roommate was going to kill me because I had been sewing like all night and all day. And I only, I couldn't even finish the box. So I, it was like a sweatshop in my house. It was oh, for no. 60 cents. A muzzle. Oh, no. And so then what happened? You just went back. I was, and was so like, embarrassed. I, I can't. No, I was so embarrassed. I packed everything back into a box. I shipped it back to him with a note being like, I'm sorry, I'm a failure. Don't even bother paying me. And then he was like, I want to hire you, actually, because you're such a tenacious young lady. I think you'd be an asset to the company because you tried, you know. But I was like, no, shame, shame. Also, I'm not traveling to Bay Ridge for work. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was probably my most insane story. Oh, God. What's the craziest job you had? Well, we all know the U.S. Open. That was terrible. Oh, God. That was but, awful. I've, I, I've, that, I've blocked that out of my memory. Oh, I don't God, even like that. So, so awful. awful. Oh, my God. I, I can't even hear the sound of a tennis ball oh, without, yeah. like... <laughs> God. <laughs> or eating from the buffet with his own hand. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say any of this stuff, but... Come oh, on. Worst. I might I might bleep out his name, but... yeah. The worst human being. That makes me I went sad because I, I like, love him as I, an actor. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. But I went up to him and was like, can I get you something to drink? Completely ignored me. Ugh. And then I was like, maybe he didn't hear me. Can I get you something to drink? <laughs> and then his wife leans over him. I'm sorry, he's watching the match. Oh, you like, go fuck yourself up the butt. Do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have more stories, but I signed a uh, non-disclosure <laughs> agreement. <laughs> Come sue me. I don't care. Um, but then like the craziest one I think was when I worked for that, uh, headhunting firm. Oh yeah. And they were like, 
you know, it was like, you know, hiring venture capitalists, like young analysts or I, I never even understood what the fuck they were doing other than investing and whatever money. that is. Yeah. <laughs> money, money, my, yeah, money. I don't, I don't have that. Thank you. Can I have some? Um, <laughs> But my friend was the office manager of this place. And so she would just rope me into all kinds of crazy jobs that they needed just an extra person for. So one of them was to sit in the fanciest hotel room I've ever seen at the Ritz-Carlton and welcome these young analysts to sit with me. And my job was to <laughs> relax them. Mm. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, no, Marie, no, Not like that. You're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but it seriously was like I'd offer them a refreshment and then I would get a phone call and then I they I'd answer and they'd be like, send, send them up. And so then they'd go to another hotel room for the actual interview. So basically I was the green room for their interview, but they really wanted because, I mean, I learned later that these kids who had just graduated college were going to be making close to like $300,000 a year and that my company would get 30% of their yearly salary oh, it, per person they placed. Wow. So they so, really wanted them relaxed. <laughs> yeah. And I was making a $15 an hour. I know. It's so <laughs> which weird. Which is so fucked up. But let me tell you, I ate. Bagels, yeah. croissants. <laughs> I mean, muffins. I asked. I asked for. I called down more, more cottage cream, please, yeah. and, and more jam. And I mean, I had. I was so caffeinated because I had. I was like, tea doesn't have that much caffeine because oh, I, I drink so much coffee. No, I was. My hands <laughs> were shaking. I would go to the door and be like, "Welcome, <laughs> just relax. Everybody's flatter." <laughs> I wonder why they didn't have you back. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, that was the job. The way that job ended. <laughs> Which was so great. My friend Ellen, bless her heart. She really was just trying to give me a job. But as an actor, like I needed a job to like go to auditions and stuff. And that one was literally like, I'd be like, bye, peace out. I'm going to, you know, audition for something I will not get. Um, but the, <laughs> the end of that story was um, I, uh, I was dating a guy and he, this is what it was. He broke up with me at 8.30 in the morning on my way to work. That's a dumb time to break up with someone. Yeah, on the phone. No. So I get to this like fancy search firm place. I'm the receptionist that day because that's where they've placed me. And I am just sobbing. <laughs> then they're like, Marie, you can take a moment. I end up spending seven and a half hours of the workday in their conference room crying and calling all of my friends to talk about the breakup. What's crazy is like, that you <laughs> thought that that would be okay. Like what? Where, who? Why did you no think you get away with I don't that? Know. I think that's crazy. Because I, I just didn't want that job, yeah, and I just, just didn't, didn't care. care. Yeah. I just didn't care. And so then they were like, um, uh, "We don't need you anymore." And I was like, "Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I don't need you." That's that was also a, do a job, but um, they called. <laughs> they called. Ellen called me. She's like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm taking a personal day." <laughs> she was like, Marie, you Can't, don't get a person. Yeah. What are you doing? And I was like, I mean, I heard somebody talking about personal days and, and I'm I was like, I'm taking one. one. I want one. <laughs> I, again, you guys are making hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. You're paying me 15. So go fuck yourself. Not Ellen. She got me the job. She's my best friend. But the rest no, of them, horrible, horrible people. There's, I mean, that's the other thing. I will say the, da the dark side of New York is like some of these like just horribly, these really, really wealthy people that are just, not all wealthy people are horrible, obviously, but there are some that are just god awful. And working in the service industry here, if you, you're lucky to get a job that's like at a high end place because the pay is better, but it's mm -hmm. also like soul crushing. Um, one story, this is not even my bad story. This was like when I was temping for this company, I, I told them they like loved me because I, I, every time I go in somewhere, people were like, oh, she's great. Let's have her back. I'm like, I don't want to come back. I don't ever want to come back here. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't like being, job. I don't like being in offices. I don't, I do well mm -hmm. in an office, but I don't like them. So I would tell my temp agency, I will work no more than three days for any mm -hmm. one office. And then I want the fuck out of there. But, um, <laughs> So I also would always, nobody ever wanted at the temp agency, nobody wanted the weird jobs, like the weird hours and stuff. And I was like, I'll take those. So one mm -hmm. of the jobs that I got was uh, 
doing like lunch every Thursday at Sony Records. And Clive oh, Davis right. would come in and do like a special meeting at Sony. He was like helping out at Sony Records or something at the time. And he would listen to new albums that were coming out the whole way through and then like critique them and say like, this is a flop or this is a hit. But he it was his meeting basically. So I would set up all the lunch and like wait for them to have lunch. But then the other part of my job and I like actually like was, um what is the word where they give you, they not a raise, but they bring you to the next higher level in the position. Oh, you got a uh, promotion. Promotion. Yeah. I was promoted to like the main lunch girl at some point. And that job entailed <laughs> knowing when Clive Davis needed his grapes. Oh, no. But like, it wasn't like Clive Davis would be like, I'm ready for my grapes now. It was like you, the position entailed having to guess when Clive Davis wanted his grapes. So you'd be like, does he look like he needs a grape? <laughs> like what, when, when is it grape time? And he also, they all had to be de-stemmed and de, like de-pitted and de-vined because I guess he just thought that's how they came. So we'd be like pulling them off the vine and stuff. Like if we saw it, like we'd squeeze out the, oh, <laughs> the seeds if we saw one in there. And then oh. um, he, yeah. And, the, and you'd be like, I don't, one time I went up to him and I was like, I think he's ready for his grapes. And I like came up to him with the grapes and he was like, I'm not, no, not yet. And I was like, okay. And I like left. And then I was like, That's now so it's grape time. Up. Yeah. Just weird shit like that. You're like, what is this? He wasn't like rude, but he wasn't polite. I mean, like to be like, I'm not, not yet. I'm not ready for grapes yet today. Oh God. Grapes later. Like, okay. (laughs) I remember this. I'm not going to say his name, but a very, very famous Hollywood director with an award-winning movie that they were showing at the hotel I was working at. He comes up to me. I need to brush my teeth. (laughs) And I was like, ah, (laughs) all right. That sounds like a good thing to do. (laughs) Okay, My mom says do it in the morning and and then maybe flossing, you know. But yeah, he just looked at me like, I need to, I need to brush my teeth. I was (laughs) literally like, I have no idea how to respond to this. And kind of didn't just like. "Mm, Yeah. I mean, what do you say? (laughs) What do you Um, need me to do about it? But then like his assistant was like, toothbrush. I'm like, where am I going to get I'm a like, toothbrush? What are you talking about? <laughs> you want me to whittle something yeah. out of the... But so, no, she wanted me to go to concierge because uh, obviously I was not thinking, duh, of course. We have all these supplies because we are a hotel, but it would take a minute. So I'd like, but they were like, and now I, we need it now. So I had to run upstairs and get a toothbrush, toothpaste. And, um, and I, so I ran back and then they were like water. And so... <laughs> gave them water he brushed his teeth right there in front of me and then his assistant goes bowl we need a bowl and I was like a bowl what do we need a bowl he I grabbed a bowl off the buffet and he spit into the bowl and then they gave it to me and I I I mean like why am I I holding this now it's so disgusting can I sell this on eBay (laughs) it makes me gaggy isn't that disgusting? Yeah, it it's just the entitlement. I mean, there's literally a bathroom just like I could it's 20 feet away, but yeah. And God I don't forbid. Know. I don't know. Yeah. New York. Anyway, I love, I love this town. <laughs> I love it, but I love it. No, I mean, it's just, there are, it's funny. Jobs are weird like that because there's a lot of money to be made in the city because there are a lot of people with money in this, or there were until they left. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but there are these opportunities that you really don't necessarily get other places, but then it's also expensive. I mean, it's always a trade off, but it's very mm-hmm. exciting. You know, well, I have to say, I just want to like pivot real quick and just say some exciting news for me. And I know you have some exciting news, but, um, so I've been talking about all these service jobs and all these crazy, crazy, stupid jobs. And even last summer I'm working on governor's Island. And I had a moment last year of saying no more, no more of this. You're better than this. You're talent, more talented than this. And so that's when I started taking sound engineering and editing classes at the library. Um, I've learned how to edit on a Adobe Audition. Um, and I've just recently got my first producer job, you guys. Yeah. And I'm producing, yay! It's the, a new podcast. Well, it's not a new podcast. It's new for me. It's the third season of The Oldest Profession. And actually, I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have the host, Caitlin Bailey, on, hopefully. But it's my first producer job, and I've been really, really excited about it. And I've been working with musicians on getting original music together for it. And so that's what I'm going to be focused on in Nashville. And I'm also editing for the last podcast network for the new show Fraudsters that was trending number two 
in the U.S. So exciting. And it's really well done. And you do a lot of work on it. And it really, it really it's sounds a lot. good. It's a, it's a lot, but it's really great. And I love, I just, I really, it's not like the end all be all what I want to be doing with my life. I really want Reformed Horse to like still do arenas. Yeah, we will. But, oh yeah, we definitely oh, yeah. will, girl. Our third album is going to break records. Totally. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I just, I mean, I, for anyone that, you know, has a dream of just changing their life. Like I, I mean, I was taking a boat to work last year <laughs> around this time. And Which now sounds kind of good, but that you mean in a bad way, in a very yeah. bad way. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> awful. <laughs> Cause once you get to work, you can't leave, leave work until it's like a scheduled boat time to go back. But yeah. anyway, I'm excited. And New York has given me so many incredible opportunities and, and connections and things. <sighs> Yeah. And I mean, that's where I met you and you're, you're yeah. still, still my partner in business and comedy and many more wonderful things to come. Yeah. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. have become a professional tarot reader. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do with my time now. <laughs> and more things. And I'm a cinematographer. And more things. And I'm also, and I also was very lucky to fall into a position where I am, um, I've learned cinematography and I'm, I'm still learning, but, um, and I have some gigs lined up. I've been doing freelance editing and been making a lot more money. I was like, what have I been doing with my life? I didn't know I could make this much money. So and you're filming a movie. I'm filming a movie soon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely be posting about that once we get all that up and going. Um, it's called unsustainable. It's a fun Ooh, little film. I love that. Uh-huh. So some really exciting things happening for totally. both of us. Um, but we will all we're keeping up the pod no matter where we live. Yeah. I mean, that's the future. We live in the future. That's where we live. <laughs> so we can do anything we want. That's right. For sure. Speaking of tarot readings, if you tune in next week, I will be reading Marie's tarot cards and she doesn't want me to. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to make her do it. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. But yes, that'll be a fun little thing for us to do next week. And these are pre-recorded episodes, as you might be able to tell, but it's only because we're both going to be moving these next two weeks. Like, you know, it's it's going to be a lot for both of us, um, for anyone who's moved before, uh, but also really, really exciting. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week for my tarot reading. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little procedure that could change the world It can make you a hero Do a solid favor for your girl And get unwanted pregnancies down to zero It's got no side effects that are adverse And don't you know it can even be reversed Oh, it might increase your pleasure Look, we're all in this together It's an option we're talking about Do it for all of us it's not dangerous. Vasectomy, you, vasectomy, vasectomy. Yeah, there's birth control pills and IUDs, but those can make us sick and give us injuries. Ladies can make babies for a limited time, but you can shoot those babies out until you die. If you're being careless, you can spread your seed. Time you took more responsibility. Oh, we're not being dramatic. Birth control's been problematic. Oh, we really should be talking about this. Do it for all of us. Time to get generous. Vasectomy, vasectomy, vasectomy. Hey, fellas. I know you probably feel a little bit uncomfortable right now. Well, as they should be. We are talking about a little knife near their goodie bags. Oh, but you don't need to worry, because we're going to walk you through this very simple procedure step by step. So hang on. So you don't like getting your junk examined? We can relate. But all you got to do is take that cup and masturbate. Take your time and enjoy. Then we'll freeze all those future girls and boys They put a doodle in your noodle Slip and twist inside your dunk Ooh, some doctor magic happens And we can get it on 
to 